Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius. My name is Chris. I'm your host today. We have an exciting show for you. Sitting here with the genius, Jameson Black. What's up, man? How's everybody going? Hope everybody had a fantastic 4th of July. The fireworks, barbecue is fun. Now that the 4th is over, it is time to prepare for your drafts coming up likely in the next month or so. Yeah, hey, uh, uh, season's right around the corner. Um, it is It is here. I'm getting pumped momentum, uh, energy, and uh, we're going to crush it this year. So, hey, let's get down to the schedule. Today, uh, we have five kind of categories we're going to be running through. Number one, we have an up, the upcoming week of articles. Uh, if you haven't been on there, uh, the site, go ahead and check it out uh, and podcast over the next couple weeks. Uh, we're going we're to jump into Melvin Gordon news and how it affects the fantasy football world. Next, players to target and avoid early in drafts. Uh, the fourth thing is sleeper running backs for the upcoming season. And then some closing thoughts. So without further ado, let's jump in to today's podcast. Dive head first and get going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. Articles. Uh, you've been busy, my friend. A lot, of, a lot of news, a lot of stuff going out. I think hopefully I'm helping you guys out. Um, getting you guys prepared for your for your season long leagues. If you're DFS, we'll have some stuff going on for DFS. But right now, we're concentrating a lot on the uh, season long drafts coming up. So hopefully, the stuff going out is helping you at least prepare and get ready to dominate those leagues. Yeah, just wanted to say with that, you, you get you guys out there, uh, the genius Jameson is is behind the scenes working tireless, tirelessly for you. Uh, he wants you to dominate your league. And uh, these articles that are coming out, I mean, you guys, this is not a, this is not easy easy stuff. It's it's a lot of work, and uh, so just check out the site. Make sure you're you're looking at those things. It is good good content, and you will definitely benefit from it. So round one of the Jesus 2019 rankings uh, will be uploaded on Monday. This this upcoming Monday, I'm, I'm going to finish up the rankings. Um, likely this weekend, have it up sometime on Monday, most likely in the afternoon. And uh, one thing I do want to mention to people that are that are on there is, if you guys um, went on and got the draft kit, good for you. You're going to dominate your leagues with that draft kit. Um, but I have tiers for my rankings, pretty much on that. And so that's not how, on the, where I see players on on those tiers. I'm just putting them in, in different brackets, like the up and comers, the studs of the league, the old but still like the, the Ben Roethlisberger, the Tom Brady's. I may not be as high in that as, as some other people are, but they may be higher on the, the tiers just because that's where I'm kind of tiering different people, giving you an idea of where people fall into. And then on, on Monday when the rankings come out, those are going to be where I, um, if you're looking for, should I draft this guy or that guy, use my rankings. I'm going to update those rankings probably on a weekly basis because news comes out. We hear yesterday, we'll talk a lot more about it, but the Melvin Gordon news yesterday, that's likely going to drop him down my ranking list just because of we don't know what's going to happen. So check those rankings on a weekly basis. Don't just look at it early and then go into your drafts in the middle of August thinking, okay, the rankings are still the same. Those are going to change on a weekly basis. I'm likely going to be moving people up and down, up and down, up and down. So the first round is going to come out this upcoming Monday. 
Um, and, and as always, on Instagram, on Twitter, on whatever, whatever you guys follow us on, make sure you guys hit me up with those questions. If you like or don't like something, hey, let's start that conversation. Let's give me, give me some ideas why I'm low on a player. Do I need to look into that player a little more than where I have? I've done a lot of research on these players, so I think I'm pretty uh, well-rounded on where those players have. But maybe I did miss something that maybe you're looking at. We can have that conversation. That, that's what I'm here for, to help you dominate your leagues. Having that conversation between me and you and talking, talking it out and figuring stuff out so we can each help each other dominate everybody's league so we can take home trophy after trophy in 2019. Yeah, so just make sure you're checking the podcast. or I mean, I'm sorry, the, the site weekly. The rankings will be up uh, each week as the season goes on. Uh, the next article that we have, it's, it came out last week. Was It's called Double Coverage. This is where the genius breaks down AFC and NFC teams daily on what the genius thinks for fantasy football this year this past monday we started with the worst team in each conference and we'll finish the series up in a couple of weeks with last season's super bowl matchup this is a lot of work it's a, it's, it's a fun article that that i thought would help people prepare for their drafts so I, so I look at the mvp of the team so you take the player that i think is going to have the biggest impact on a team i may kind of not look at the obvious like the obviously when you look at the kansas city chiefs the obviously obviously the best player on the team is Patrick Mahomes. Everybody knows Mahomes. So if there's another player that I think might be a little more likely, like let's look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, we know Mike Evans is a stud, but I'm very high on Chris Godwin. So maybe I'll talk a little more about Godwin this to, to, to help you guys realize on players that maybe aren't as known for as much. We're also talking about the LVP, the least valuable player, player that I think might take a hit because maybe there's a new player that came in. Maybe the system changed. Maybe the, the coaching staff changed. So a player that maybe in the past have been that did really well, but this year we might see a little little fall. Kind of like with the Arizona Cardinals, an LVP might be Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald is a great player, but I think he's ending ending his career. Maybe he's well, we see those numbers start to drop. Well, we're also going to talk about the uh, maybe the the young player of the team who to keep an eye on for mainly maybe dynasty leagues, but also later in the draft, someone that can maybe help you win your leagues because you you may not win your league with those first, second, third round picks. But you can win your league with those middle round deep sleepers, sleepers where you can help secure your team to have more depth as you move forward. I'll break down what I think the record for the upcoming season will be. Also give an uh, overview on last season, what they did, and the upcoming season on what to look forward to on a team-to-team basis. Like I said, we're going to do two teams a day. We'll take an AFC and an NFC, start with the worst two teams, and end with the, about, I think it's 16 days later. It'll be a Monday through Friday article, but we'll end it with the Patriots and the Rams on what the upcoming season. Can either one of them return to the Super Bowl, that kind of stuff? Yeah, and, and to accompany that article uh, their podcast double coverage podcast coming out that also break down the the AFC and NFC uh, weekly correct the, the, yeah the division so every week we'll throw out a couple different podcasts this last week we did the AFC East and the NFC East where I broke down all four teams in each one so we'll do that every week we'll take the uh, so this upcoming week we'll, we'll do the AFC and NFC North Monday will be AFC North and then uh, later in the week, probably Thursday, will be the NFC North, where I break down all four teams, talk about who the best player in the division is, talk about each team's best player, talk about w- where I think who's going to win that division. Maybe you play the uh, weekly uh, pick'em games, so that that'll kind of give you an idea of who I'm high on for team-wise. Just a just a little small little blurb on who I'm looking at in fantasy on, on those teams, who I like, who I don't like. But the majority of that information is going to be on the article called the double coverage. The division podcast is just mainly. 
just a quick little blurb to kind of get people's minds going and something you can listen to when you're driving around or walking around, taking a walk or doing whatever it is you do on your typical Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you're listening to it. Yeah, and other uh, podcast ideas or uh, content we're pushing out is we're going to – The Genius is going to launch – draft strategies so what we're, what we're doing here is you know if you look at podcasts it's about 20 minutes is a short uh, podcast maybe 15 but what we're gonna do is five minute quick in your inbox just a download so so you can spend five minutes in a car car ride get under the news you can spend five minutes no kind of some picks get a general kind of brief overview of things and we're gonna start doing off those those what we call microcasts and five-minute draft strategies and in-season strategies. And these are podcasts you can go back to. You can send them to your friends. Just strategies, not only giving you picks or what we think is going to happen, but, but ways to, to actually get better and, and, and continually crush your league. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so going back to the strategies, I mean, there's, there's two different strategies. You have to have a strategy going into the league. Everybody knows you have to be prepared, have your notes be prepared. A lot of people go to the draft and they're there to have a good time with their buddies. You get together once a year. Everybody gets together at a house or a, a pub or a restaurant or wherever they're going to go with. But you have to realize that you also have to be prepared mentally, ready to go. It, you, you have to be a chameleon on changing colors. So like if, if somebody is going to start taking a position, you don't want to be able to, okay, i got to take that position because someone else is swift and zig and zag and you have to be able to be able to zig when everybody else zags so that's just kind of keeping you prepared on how to attack that draft to have but remember it's not the draft you don't win your league you don't win your league on draft night yes that helps you you set your team but during the season there's some waiver wire pickups that you're going to have so you have to make sure that during the season you're also being prepared to zig when someone zags maybe you lose a player for the year who are you going to pick up is that backup that best player or is there someone else just being aware of the surroundings during the season as well we'll talk about that as more on the different strategies so there like like chris said there's gonna be two different strategy podcasts one about how to prepare for your draft the second one what to do during the season when games are going how to stay atop your leaderboard or at least near the top so you can continue your dominance in your league. Yeah, so those are those are the microcasts. Five minute, just boom, in your inbox. The final podcast uh, we're going to be launching is on DFS game play. Uh, we, we know that not everyone out there plays DFS. Uh, I, I love it personally. Uh, but you might be curious on what games to play. The Genius lets you know how he had success playing DFS and what games he likes to target for grinding out a victory. Yeah, so there's not everybody does DFS. DFS is a you pretty much have a draft night every single week. It's like you draft your players. It's it's salary based. If you haven't done DFS, there's some great sites out there, FanDuel, DraftKings. If you like the season uh, season long pr- uh, perspective, check out Draft. They have something called Best Ball. It's uh, you draft the, you draft an entire team. I think it's 18 players. And every week they take your top quarterback, your top two running backs, your top three receivers, your top tight end, and a flex that's not a quarterback, and they automatically put those points in there. So you draft a team before the season starts, never touch it again. So it has a little combination of season-long and DFS because it's on one of the sites. Some great sites out there, some great games. We'll talk about that on that podcast. So, yeah, if your if you're, uh, questions concerns, uh, ideas, anything you got, make sure you go over to the site, fantasyfootballgenius.com. Uh, just, hey, sign up, for the, sign up for our email list. Uh, we'll keep you informed right in your inbox. Uh, follow us on you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. 
yeah, so let's just jump right into that. And before we go move move on to the podcast, I've done the work. So if you don't want to do the work, grab that draft kit. Let's let let me help you dominate your leagues. I've done the work. I've I've uh, I've researched the players. I've gotten the players going. Let's uh, let's dominate your leagues. Check it out. Go sign up for the uh, pot. The, I, I believe right now we have the first fifty signups get a free draft kit. Um, yep. So it's going to be limited to the first fifty. So jump in there. Be one of those first fifty. And if you miss those first fifty. 1995, and it's not it's, it's not breaking the bank for that kind of stuff. I think that information is going to help you dominate your leagues. Go onto the site and let's dominate those leagues and let's win those trophies in 2019 and moving forward. Yeah, there's like 17 paid articles on that on that draft kit. It's it's a uh, it's beefy. Let's just say the beefy, least. beefy, beefy. So let's jump in. Today we're talking about Melvin Gordon and the news yesterday. What 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 have you say for that? Well, Melvin Gordon, we have another possible Le'Veon Bell situation uh, in the, the for the Chargers organization. Over it, we saw what happened last year with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Sat out the entire season. He threatened to do it, did it, and many owners that took him in the first round had a struggle of a season if you weren't able to back him up with James Conner. So it's going to be obviously it has me. I I never was sold with Melvin Gordon as an, as a first round pick personally, but there's other players that's going to affect, and you have to kind of feel for the player. I mean, these players, the teams can drop players and they can do what they want. They get no no one talks about it. But as soon as a player wants more money, all of a sudden he becomes a bad guy. I don't agree with that. I think these players do deserve the money. I think they what they do they deserve what they want, what they get. And if a team can do what they want to do, um, like uh, keep a player from going or drop a player, why can't the player? hold out for a little more money, especially with what he does for that team. So I can't blame Melvin Gordon. Yes, it sucks for fantasy football, but I think that um, it is going to have a major impact on a lot of fantasy leagues, especially with someone like Austin Eckler, who come in, came in last year when uh, Gordon missed time, and he, he, he's, a tr- he's a tremendous player. So it's obviously going to make his average draft position move up. And then Justin Jackson, who right now is the number three on the team, but again, when Gordon and Eckler were out, Justin Jackson was able to step in there and have a little uh, success in that offense. So Justin Jackson is going to be able to maybe move up, and maybe he's going to be a deep sleeper that you look at late in your drafts. few teams, I think, might make a run at um, Melvin Gordon, if it, if it isn't chance. So if you don't know, let's talk, talk a little bit about what he came out yesterday and said that if he doesn't get a contract extension from the Chargers, um, he's going to demand a trade and sit out just like Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell did last year. And he backed Le'Veon Bell last year for what, what he did. He, think he, he said, I believe it was something like, it's, it's, it's helping the future of the, of the position, helping future players. He's helping out the future uh, running backs and coming into this league, getting those better contracts from teams. So obviously the talent's there, and if he does demand a trade, I think there's going to be some teams lining up. to. But obviously the Chargers aren't going to give him away, and obviously another team's going to say, I'm not going to give away my whole franchise just to bring someone in. I like three teams that are Super Bowl contenders to make a run at him possibly, to at least test the waters. And I like a under-the-border, like a not-so-great team, but maybe they get a player like that, they kind of look at it. So three teams I'm looking at um, uh, possibly testing the waters with, with uh, Melvin Gordon for trade. Green Bay Packers. Hey. Yes, they have Aaron Jones, but I like that. would you rather have Jones or would you have Melvin Gordon? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have both? Yeah. You know, I think the Packers, and going, last year I thought the Packers might make a run at Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell as well because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just he needs help around him. You put a player of Gordon's caliber back there along with Aaron Jones, all of a sudden you have a nice dynamic duo. And nowadays you want to have a couple running backs that can Love handle it. the ball. What about the Indianapolis Colts? 
Andrew Ooh. Luck, very sexy Super Bowl pick. A lot of people jumping on that Andrew Luck, Indianapolis Colts train of going and winning the Super Bowl this year. They look good. And I'm on that train. I, th- I have the Colts as my Super Bowl prediction this year to win the what? Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, yes, they have Marlon Mack. Mack's a good running back. They have Naheem uh, Hines in the backfield as a pass catcher. But Melvin Gordon does it both. So, are you, if you're the Colts, would you, um, if, if, if the asking tag isn't outrageous, would you make a run at it? I think it's obviously, I think one of the better teams to actually land Melvin Gordon is the Houston Texans. I think the Texans yeah. are a very solid possibility landing spot. Right now, they have Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is very blah. I'm not a big blah. I'm not a Miller fan. I'm higher on Donta Foreman than I am on Miller. But if you're going to get uh, Melvin Gordon in that Houston offense, you put him with DeAndre Hopkins, with Will Fuller, with Kiki Kute, add him with the quarterback, Mr. Deshaun Watson, who I am thinking about right now. I don't have him as my number one quarterback overall. I am very, very much thinking about making him my number one quarterback. Again, rankings will be out a little later on where I'm at. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, give him another weapon in the backfield that runs the ball, catches the ball. I think Houston Texans are the maybe maybe my choice to land Melvin Gordon. But a team to keep an eye on that maybe isn't a Super Bowl contender this year, but maybe in the future. What about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. The playing a very tough division in the South where you have the Saints, you have the Falcons, you have the Panthers, who all three put up a lot of points. Buccaneers don't have a defense to stop those teams or stop many teams in the NFL. So why not make your offense more improved so you can outscore teams. I think the Buccaneers might be a chance that maybe take a look at Melvin Gordon. So obviously if Gordon goes to one of those teams, it may limit the upside of the other players in the offense. Like I said, the Aaron Joneses, the Marlon Max, the uh, Lamar Miller or Donta Foremans, the Peyton Barbers or Ronde Jones. It's going to limit their upside. And it also might take a, take a hit for Gordon as well if he goes to a different team as well. But... What about the New England Patriots, Los Angeles Rams, maybe making a run at Mr. Melvin Gordon? I personally don't see it, but the Patriots are always willing to go out on a limb, take a player that they think that can help their team. And we saw what the Rams did last year, where they signed free agent after free agent. They had a loaded team last year, signing players, signing players, signing players. They're smart. They're not – neither one of those teams are – shy about making a big splash. I don't see the Patriots or the Rams making a run at Gordon, but I wouldn't put it out of the question. What say you about that? Yeah, and I think if you, you look at it from Melvin Gordon's perspective, uh, you, the Chargers just can't get it done. They get there... I, I, I disagree. They get there and then they just they just seem to not quite pull the trigger. I mean, you're, so you're saying you're not a Phyllis Rivers fan? Uh, I mean, Philip. Sorry, not Phyllis. <laughs> Philip. I don't know. It's just it's just tough. Like, are they going to win the Super Bowl this year? I just don't see it. So you got to be thinking Melvin Gordon. Like, has got to be in the back of my mind. He wants to get. He wants to be on a team that's going to get a, get a shot. I mean, does he believe in the organization still? I don't know. I can't say that. I'm not him. I'm not in there, in the locker room. And then. And then in the back of his mind, he's thinking, hey, I mean, it's business. Got to make some money. Got to keep that money flowing. He's trying to build a legacy. He's got a family to feed. He's got, I mean, yeah, he wants to, to make sure that he takes care of those things. So, you know, I just don't know. I just, there's more to meet the eye here. Uh, yes, he's, he needs more money. Yes, he could do some good somewhere else. And then are they even going to, are they even a cha- in, in the running to win a championship? I just see so many other teams out ahead. That's so, just my, my opinion. As a Bears fan, 
Bears, Bears are going to the Super Bowl. But, but let, let, let me ask you this question. Bears, As a Bears Super fan. Bowl. I can say that this year. The Bears what if the, the Bears Bowl. make a run at Melvin Gordon? I think that's awesome. I mean, they got a hefty backfield already. So, I, you know, and then pounded out there, Chicago, with a, with a great offense, aerial attack. And we'll see what their defense does. You know, lots of coordinator. I don't see it happening. I'm not going to say I'm, I think the Bears. David Montgomery, super stud. You'll, see, you, you'll hear about him later in the sleepers. Awesome. Yeah. But... As a Bears fan, I, I thought I thought I'd ask you about what you thought. If, like, if would they make a run at Gordon? I don't think personally. I don't think it happens. I don't think they would. It's um, just one, too much money for there. One thing to close on that: if Melvin Gordon does get moved to a different team, Eckler is going to skyrocket in rankings. Um, right now, he's a he's a he's a very nice flex option in, in many fantasy circles, fantasy leagues. If Eckler is the number one running back there in in Los Angeles, and I I disagree with the Chargers not being a worthy Super Bowl contender. I think the Chargers um, might have the best defense in football this year along with a very good offense. I think Eckler possibly makes a run at top 20 running back, maybe even top 15 running back if he's the number one guy there. I've always been a fan of Eckler's and I think Justin Jackson is going to be a solid flex play most week if there's no Melvin Gordon. Just my opinion on that one there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's move on. Melvin Gordon. Where is he going to land? We'll see. Uh, moving on here, players that you think are worth the first round pick and players that you might be looking to avoid in the first round. So we, we look at the first round, right? And we, we look at this, obviously, we have the Saquon Barkley's, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the McCaffrey's, the Kamara's, the David Johnson's. Everybody knows those players. Everybody's looking at maybe Melvin Gordon as first round pick. I talked about that. I think you're foolish if you take Melvin Gordon with first, in the first round. Just because, especially if we have no news. Obviously, if, he's, if he signs a new contract, yes, take him in the first round. I think he's a decent first round. I don't like him in the first round personally, but he's worth it if, if, he, if he does sign with the Chargers or if he gets moved. If you want to take him, he, he's a great talent. James Conner, another player that I think is a player that people might look at in the first round. I'm not sold on James Conner being a first round pick this year. They have Jalen Samuels there in Pittsburgh that I think, that I think is going to steal some carries. And I think Conner may have not really outdone himself last year, but last year was the perfect storm. What he did there, and, and Pittsburgh obviously a great player, great team, but you're missing two key players on that offense now. So is Connor going to be able to do what he did last year with no Antonio Brown? We'll see. I don't like either one of them as a first-round pick, where a lot of people may have them as a first-round pick. If you're asking me on a my top tw- 10 to top 12, depending if you're a 10-team league or a 12-team league, you take the top three players, I think, no matter who you put at one, two, or three, you can do it. My personal opinion right now is, as it sits now, I have Barkley, Zeke, McCaffrey as one, two, three. Like I said, you can take any one of those three and make them the first overall pick, and I'm not going to call you foolish. Uh, then I follow it with Kamara, David Johnson, Adams, Hopkins, Le'Veon Bell, Mixon, Michael Thomas, Juju, and Julio Jones. Those are my top 12 this year if I have where I'm picking. Those are what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at Melvin Gordon or James Conner in the first round like a lot of people might be looking at. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. Definitely agree with that. So what about uh, players worth the early draft pick and players that maybe are going a little too high in, say, the first few rounds? Also, the first, let's, if we're looking at the first two, three rounds, I think a player that is getting a little more steam, but he's also getting a lot of slack is Damian Williams. Player like that, I'm taking him over the likes of Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham. I'm going to take him somewhere in the middle of the second round, and I think that's a very solid pick if he falls to you in the second round. I absolutely love Damian Williams. But, I mean, if I don't see the Chargers 
trading in division. But if the Chargers do make a trade, with the, obviously it's going to affect them if Gordon somehow lands up in Kansas City, which I think is a no, no way of happening. But some people out there think that might happen. But if we look at Andy Reid, um, throughout his career, he's had some great running back talent that hit, that's came through his offenses. He's had the likes of Brian Westbrook, Sean McCoy, Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt, Deuce Staley, some big-name players that have put up some big numbers. So in his 20 years, I read an article about, um, by Jamie Eisenberg of CBS Sportsline that in, in his 20 years, he had 11 running backs finish in the top 10 in PPR, PPR leagues. That tells me we've heard Andy Reid come out and say, Williams has earned a spot as the number one running back. He's shown us what he can do. He has to produce. That tells me Andy Reid loves Damian Williams. Andy Reid's going to give him the ball. We know that he has success with running backs in his offense. I absolutely love Damian Williams. If he's going to fall to you late in the second, good for you. I think he's a early, for early second, uh, mid-second round, uh, second round pick. I'm most likely going to, if I have one of the uh, like this third or fourth pick in the second round, I'm going to take him there. But if for some reason you're late in the dra- you're late in the second round, and he's sitting there uh, late in the second round, don't second guess why is someone pe- why are some of these people overlooking Damian Williams? Snag him, take him. Don't let other people make the mistake there. Yeah, he's he's got something to prove. I mean, just watch the playoffs last year. I mean, he was running with with an attitude, with intention, yeah. and he's uh, you got to think about that. He's gonna score in that offense. He's gonna get 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 touches and catches, and he's gonna he's gonna score. So. I like. I'm really high on Dave Williams, and just just so you know, you guys are listening to us. Uh, we haven't changed changed our tune on this. If you, I've seen some other guys out there that they were like, oh yeah, stay away from Dave Williams. Just in the last two weeks, though, they're changing their tune. Yeah. Hey, get Damian Williams. Let's change. Like get Damian Williams. Huh. Like. Hey, I've been on Damian Williams day one for since since last year when he took a. I I, I just like his the I, way he runs. Yeah. I love what he did. They lost Cream Hunt. I thought they were gonna take a hit when that happened. I said Cream Hunt. Yikes, that's gonna hurt him. Then I see Damian Williams start to run the ball and run it with 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 uh, success. And the, and the playoffs really, yes, they didn't make it to Super Bowl, but he he impressed me. In the play- and, and remember, people are worried about Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde has been in Cleveland. He's been in San Francisco. He has more miles than people that fly around the world. He's been in so many different places. I'm not worried about uh, about Carlos Hyde and the rookie they got there. I can't remember his name for the rookie there. But looking at his size, he's not your typical running back. He's not going to play that can that can take a heavy workload. Damian Williams, yes, he's been in this league for a while. He hasn't he hasn't caught on. But if he was a Dolphin, if he was a Jet, if he was something like that, maybe I would be. I'd likely wouldn't be on him. But this is Andy Reid finds ways to uh, get these running backs to ball, and I I think Andy Reid's going to find uh, find a way to make Damian Williams one of the better plays this year. Don't wait on him. Don't let anybody push you the other way. Damian Williams is, is a solid pickup in the second round this year. Yeah, and, and I think that just to piggyback off that Hyde thing, uh, Hyde, Hyde is a leader out there. I mean, he's been around. He's been around the league. He knows what's up. He's a veteran. He's there to help Damian Williams. He's there to to support in a supporting role. He's not going to be the workhorse. He's not going to dominate the touch. Like Damian Williams is a he's, he's change of pace. Yep. So I'm I'm there too with you. I'm 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 in I'm in I'm in that bucket. A, a few few other players that I like, uh, Kerry and Johnson, also being uh, being looked at as a late third round pick. If I'm in the uh, early to mid uh, third round, I'm going to look at him. I like him over the likes of Josh Jacobs, AJ Green, Pat Mahomes, and maybe even Antonio Brown. Oh, did I say Pat Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Everybody says, "Oh, he's the best quarterback. He's going to win it all." You know my stance on Patrick Mahomes and the quarterback position. I never reach for a quarterback early in drafts. 
I am going to wait because the number one, obviously, is Patrick Mahomes is the beast. He's a superstar. But what I'm going to get out of the number eight, nine, ten, seven, whatever, whatever number quarterback you're looking at, it's not going to be that big of a difference. Pair him with a couple different quarterbacks. Play the matchup game, and I think you can do fine. I'm never going to have a superstar. I'm never going to have Aaron Rodgers. I'm never going to have Patrick Mahomes because I'm not going to reach for him in drafts. Um, I'm also not very high on um, where Antonio Brown is being drafted at. I don't think he's going to have the same success he's had in Pittsburgh over there in Oakland. Derek Carr is a decent quarterback, but he's no Ben Roethlisberger. We talked about Patrick Mahomes. It's not that I think Mahomes is going to be a bust. It's just I'm not going to take a quarterback that high. And, again, going back, maybe it's, the, maybe it's my Bronco love that I hate with the Raiders, but I'm not very high on Josh Jacobs being a uh, late third-round pick. Uh, there's other talent that I like there. Antonio Brown's going to get plenty of targets, yes, but is he going to be able to do the same stuff that he did in Pittsburgh? There's a very possibility that he, that he does. Brown is a phenomenal player, but I'm not going to be reaching for Brown just because of what he's done in the past, just because of the offense he has. Um, God bless John, uh, John Gruden, but this is in the 1990s. This is in the early 2000s. This is a new league. We saw last year that he's trying to do the same stuff that he did when he was coaching. This is a different league. Gruden is a – I loved him calling games, loved him when he was coaching, but he's not the same coach that he used to be, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, I, and I'm, I'm on the Gruden bandwagon. I really like him, so I, I would have to disagree on that one. Uh, I just – I like the old school. I, I like his tenacity. I think he's made some good moves in the off season. Uh, I mean, hey, clearing out a stud like Mac, I mean – to, for some for some room, they're trying to find that pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, they are. They don't have one right now, so like we'll, we'll see what what happens there. But Amari Cooper, they had Amari Cooper. Look what he's doing in Dallas. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, so it's, it's the system. My, my opinion is the system. Again, this could be the orange and blue hate coming out of me because I'm a Bronco fan. But yeah, well, I hate the Raiders too. I can't stand them. But, but yeah, you, but the, we'll that's see. And Tony Brown's a professional. I mean, maybe he's just going to be pulling. In, yeah, massive numbers. I don't know. I could be. I, I, know. I, I could whiff. I, I, there's a very good possibility. Brown is the type of player that I could totally whiff on this. Brown well, could be the number one wide receiver in all of football and blow everybody out of the water. And I don't have any on any of my rosters. I'm, there's a very good possibility, but I think the possibility also that he's a very low end wide receiver one is very likely there. High end wide receiver two that's likely there. Most likely probably low end wide receiver one, but. There's a very chance, good chance he ends the year as a number one. Yes, I do. But you have to make bold calls. Like you're saying with the yeah, Bears. Bold call. You're a bold call with the Bears. Bears bold win call. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You have to have those bold I'm calls. I'm not going to back down on that one. Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, you know, and I think another thing to do with the Raiders is uh, when, when hard knock starts, seeing behind the scenes, I, I think that you could tell a lot by the team psychology and what happens uh, during practice and training camp and how they interact with each other. There's, there is so much information you can pull from just watching the series. And I mean, like last year, Cleveland. Yeah. It's like that head coach immediately letting Gordon, you know, do what he wants. It's like, hey, fire the—he's not being a leader. Fire him, yeah, and then him. instantly the Patriots take him, and he messes around one time. They say, hey, he's dealing with issues. Like, do his thing, and and then what do they do? They go and win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just, you know, it just doesn't work. So team dynamics, I think, is important over there, and in in. in uh, 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 with the Raiders, and let's just see. We'll see what happens. Hard knocks. It's up in the air. And speaking of hard knocks, when you have Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect, Richie Incognito, 
It's going to be electric. What's the over-under on number of fights that Vontez Perfect and Antonio Brown, who, if you don't remember, got in plenty of fights during their heated rivals as Bengals and Steelers. What's going to happen there between those two? I think there's going to be uh, at least a, a fight or two between the two. See, Shoving Gr- match. Gruden's a guy that can handle that. Yeah. I mean, he can handle the... the yeah, he doesn't he doesn't mess around with the players. Uh, so, I mean, he's their friend, but then he also is... He's old school. Yep. We'll see. Yep, exactly. We'll see. That's where I'm at. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, enough with uh, AB. Yeah. <laughs> enough of AB. Let's uh, move along. Sleepers? Sleepers are target at running back. Especially... If you're going with uh, receivers in your first picks, yeah, the the the, uh, the, the old no running back rule. Um, we'll talk about that later in strategies. But so some players that I, that I think that might be getting overlooked because of maybe the system they're in or players they are or whatever it is. Leonard Fournette. I think there's too many of those never again just because of last year burning a lot of teams with the injury history he had last year. I think uh, Leonard Fournette has a bounce back year. I like Don, Devonta Freeman. Now that we have Tevin Coleman out of the offense. Freeman's going to be the man there in the, in the offense, and we uh, we know that they like to run the ball there. Yes, they still have Edo Smith there, and, and I think Smith is going to be a solid play as well, but I think Freeman's going to be a little bit of a sleeper that people aren't, aren't looking at as much as they probably should. Talked about Kerryon Johnson earlier. I think David Montgomery of your Chicago Bears has legit RB1 upside for the Bears, and you're going to be able to get him a little later. Yeah. I love David Montgomery Me this too. year. And Marlon Mack obviously depends on what happens um, if the Colts do make a run at Melvin Gordon, who I think they might, um, Marlon Mack's another player that I think should see plenty of work if he's the uh, the number one option there, like he should be. Um, of, of course, keep an eye on if Gordon gets there as well. And if we look at some deep sleepers, uh, players that maybe aren't are going to go later in the drafts, Rashad Penny. Um, the Seattle has Chris Carson as their number one running back, but we know that Penny was a highly touted uh, player last year that the Seahawks liked. I think Penny is a better uh, value over Chris Carson, in my opinion. I agree. Um, Daryl Henderson, I think he's going to be a player that's going to catch a lot more steam as the as drafts get closer and closer. Daryl Henderson, if, if you draft Todd Gurley, you need to reach for Daryl Henderson a few rounds early just to make sure you get him to pair with Todd Gurley. I think he's 100% um, needs to be handcuffed with your uh, Todd Gurley. And if I'm a owner that doesn't have Todd Gurley, I may reach for him just to steal him from that Gurley owner as well. I, I, I like Daryl Henderson a lot this year. Latavius Murray, I think he's going to take over that Mark Ingram role in New Orleans. We did, we saw that he did have a nice season in Minnesota. Now he goes to New Orleans. So we see the Saints are more of a uh, running team than they have been a passing team in the past. The last couple of years, we saw the Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara role um, dominate teams. I think it's just going to continue to roll with Murray taking over that Ingram role in New Orleans. Yeah. I also like Miles Sanders as a lottery pick. Again, he's another player that might get a little more steam. But with Jordan Howard there and Corey Clement, it's a loaded backfield. I'm not going to be taking Sanders maybe where he's going to get drafted, but if he's, if he's going to fall later in the drafts, I have no issues taking Sanders and maybe taking a, having him hit a couple big games for you. I think it's a big if, if you play the best ball, I think um, Miles Sanders is a nice uh, pickup in best ball just because of those one games. Um, Donta Foreman, at some point I think he's going to take over that Lamar Miller role and be the starting running back for the, for the Houston Texans. But again, as I talked about with Marlon Mack, keep an eye on that because I think Houston is a very good possibility that that's where maybe Melvin Gordon lands. So keep an eye on that as well, just in case. Uh, Alexander Madison of the Minnesota Vikings. I, as everybody knows, I'm not a big I'm not sold on Cook just because of his injury history. I think he has all the talent in the world, but just about him staying healthy. He's proved that he can. I think he's only played 15 games throughout his first two seasons in the league. Again, if you take Cook, you have to pair him with Madison just um, for that handcuff purpose as well. And I 
absolutely love Royce Freeman this year. I think new coaching staff, what they're going to do in that offense. I think the Broncos running backs, Freeman and Lindsey, have a shot at being, and I said last year that they should have been, I think they have a shot at being a lesser version, maybe a generic version of what um, the Saints have in or had in uh, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I think a few rounds later, you can get the same value out of Freeman that you can get out of Lindsey. Yes, Lindsey's going to have a solid year. He's the pass catcher. I think the Broncos are going to get find ways to put both of the players on the field at the same time. And Lindsey is the pass catcher there in that offense. But I think Freeman, with this new coaching staff, with what they're going to do on offense, I think they're going to want to, they're going to, want to run the ball to avoid mistakes with the quarterback position. And I think Freeman's going to have a chance to show why last year a lot of people were high on him. But maybe some people have thought that he is a bust and they don't want to take him. Take him a few rounds later than Lindsey and have the same similar upside and uh, value that you have in Lindsey with Freeman. Yeah, and you're a Bronco fan, and, and uh, we are in, uh, located in Colorado, and I'm definitely on the Bronco bandwagon this year. I think they've made great offseason moves. I mean, Elway's done a good job. I mean, come on. They put it, brought in Flacco. Everybody, oh, yeah, Flacco's washed. He's not washed up. He's a veteran. He's, he's there to make good decisions, be wise, build a team. I like Flacco. I'm not gonna, obviously, he's not going to be leading any of my fantasy teams, but I think he's a solid watch out NFL for the Broncos. quarterback. Yeah, watch out for the Broncos. Watch out. Uh, I think Freeman and uh, being back there, it's, it's a great, great – he can pound the ball. I think the Broncos are going to be a formidable force. He's got a good tight end coming in. Watch, watch there. Mike Munchak <laughs> is going to make this team a little better on offense just because yeah. what he does. And he's going to fix the line, even though the line didn't make very many moves to bring players to help that offensive line. Mike Munchak is a, is a, is a coach that I think that can help the team. And with this new offense, I think that's, – that's why I'm sold on Freeman. I think last year he was out of his – comfort zone on the offense the Broncos ran and they didn't use Freeman the way they should have and I think Munchak realized that Munchak's going to be able to get him the ball the way he needs to get the ball to be success he's a downhill runner like he was in Oregon I think he gets back to those roots that he had in Oregon with the Denver Broncos this year yeah and, and, and again I, I always go back to like the team psychology thing or the team dynamics whatever you want to call it I mean if you think about the Broncos and we can get off this train in a second here uh, you, you know they had a lot of issues I mean Vance Joseph come on I mean let's fiddle with my uh my, my, my mic pack more than I know how to call timeout or write plays or make decisions. I mean, there's just a serious lack of respect there. Hey, nothing against Vance Joseph, local guy, we love you. Good luck. But yeah, <laughs> not head coach yet. Maybe later, probably never, yeah. but not yet. And uh, so, anyway, I'm on the Bronco trainers with, as well. Uh, I'm rooting for him. So, Anything else, genius? I, th- I think we covered next week. We'll talk about wide Lots receivers to close. Yeah, um, some uh, we'll talk about some sleepers, some deep sleepers at wide receiver next year, next week in the podcast. So we're just gonna we're we're just getting you guys ready for your drafts coming up. Like I said, your drafts are gonna be coming up in the next month or so. Most likely, you're looking at drafts um, later in August. But some people like to do them early in August. Some people like to do them in the middle of August. Whenever you guys are doing your draft, I'm trying to help you guys in. And, and again, the draft kit, I think, can, uh, yes. It's something that, that, that I put a lot of time and effort into, but I think it's going to help you guys uh, win your leagues, at least put you in the contention to win your leagues. Obviously, you got to do a lot of stuff during the regular season because injuries are going to happen. Players are going to uh, have success that, that come out of, out of nowhere. So that's why you got to make sure you guys are staying on top of things, not only before the season starts, but during the season as well. Stay on top of things. That's about all I got for closing closing arguments for myself. Good, yeah. Well, hey, if you haven't already done so, uh, make sure you follow us Twitter. It's at FansportsGenius. Uh, IG is fantasy football underscore genius underscore 
the, the site is fantasyfootballgenius.com. If you go on there right now and you sign up for the draft kit, uh, we're going to shoot it over to you free. It'll come in like three to five business days into your, your mailbox. Just like, subscribe, follow us. We appreciate your support. We love you guys. And um, hey, we, we, also know, we also know there's a lot of people that are out there that are doing fantasy. We know the footballers are like, they're, they're big, and the fantasy football counts are all these guys. Listen, they're only going to say the same things over and over and over again. Why don't you get involved with somebody on, on, on our level? Hey, where we're at, we're growing, we're doing good, we have good content, Genius knows what he's talking about. Hey, get, get, in, get in our hip pocket and, and win, win some football games, win some, win some leagues, and uh, support us. Uh, we're a little guy now, medium medium guy. You know, we got 4,000 followers, 4,500 on, on Instagram we're, out there. We're making a push. Yeah, and uh, hey, listen, uh, you know, genius. He's right for the Cowboys, Packers, Panthers, Steelers. Uh, you know, you know, uh, do, doing his thing. Uh, Twenty years experience, won championships. I mean, uh, I've been winning championships the last last couple of years. Fantasy. Hey, listen, I was one of those guys that you bugged me for ten years to get into fantasy football, yep. and I would not do it. And then finally, I did, and I love it. There was a, there was a, a post I put out there about when you guys started. I, I've heard a lot of people start about I'm a noob. I started recently. I started this. Guy. Hey, whenever you start is great. I don't care if you started last year, if you started five years ago. I started over twenty years ago. I think the first year I played was was nineteen. 95-ish, and I think my first pick in the first round was, I think, with Barry Sanders that time. So it's been a lot different between players that played back then to players now. I love having having you guys uh, reply back to the post, the, the stories. Love hearing what you guys are doing, and, and love to hear about some stuff that you guys want, maybe want to see us do this year. Let's be vocal, let's talk to each other, let's win those leagues, and let's dominate your fantasy football leagues and championships. Yep. Hey, have a good, good weekend.